Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, it's this or that, round three. We answer the toughest either or questions that came out of Matt's mind. Stick around, it's this or that, and it's coming up next. This is Up for Debate, episode number 89, recorded October 4th, 2017. This or that, round three. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, uh, the podcast that Ernest Klein definitely did not like. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always uh, by uh, Matt or Mariani. It's uh, it's Matt Mariani. Wh- which is it, Matt? Are you Matt um, or Mariani? Uh, I plead the fifth. I'm going to have to go ahead and take option C. <laughs> None of the take above. The third choice. You're going to be Balthazar. And I'm gonna. They ask me soup or salad, and I say both. I'm hungry. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> I would pay good money salad. to have you go into an Olive Garden, and when they're like super salad, you're like, I'll take. The, I'll have the pizza. I'll have a calzone, <laughs> and they're like, get out. Now, here. does Olive Garden? Does Olive Garden have pizza? They do have pizza. That's really no. You have to go in there and order a hamburger. Be like, I'll have the cheeseburger. Ah, oh, yes, that steak tartare looks lovely. <laughs> Because not enough people are dicks at the Olive Garden. That's really what they've been missing. Yes. So, uh, how have things been, Matt? Good? Oh, things have been just great. I'm still, um, still, still living and breathing. Mm -hmm. Or breathing. And surviving. Yeah. Not living or breathing or, uh, surviving this or that. This and that and the other thing. How about you, Sean Jennings? How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, Matt, we had a gangbusters episode last week. If people didn't listen, we go deep. We went deep on Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Really fantastic episode. If you have or have not read the book, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, but Matt, we're doing something special this uh, week. One of our few recurring segments that we do. This is actually the third time we've done this or that. Uh, the idea came about. This was originally your idea back in the day. Um, I'd have to look exactly how far back it goes, but um, probably two years ago or so, uh, you had this idea of just, you just want to ask me a bunch of either or questions just to get my opinion on stuff. Uh, And then a little while later, we did this that round two where it was my turn. I asked you a bunch of questions. We've done Super Salad, Shoots or Ladders. Is Will Smith a better actor or a rapper? Would you rather win an Oscar or a World Series? We had a lot of really fun ones, I think, uh, in past episodes on the show. Uh, For people who want to go listen to the old ones, they are still available. Episode number 52 uh, is This or That Round 1. And then uh, This or That Round 2 is episode 69. And you can get those right now on our website or at soundcloud.com slash up for debate. But Matt, you've got a bunch of questions. uh, And if you fall short, I've got a few backups as well. Uh, we're going to get to some either questions, but this is fun for everyone at home. If you're watching us live on Facebook, you can comment on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash up for debate TV. We're live Wednesday nights at about 8 PM. Um, and if not, uh, afterwards, you can always give us your opinion on Twitter at up for debate TV. Matt, what is our first either or question of the night? Uh, I'm glad you asked Sean Jennings. Our first either or is simple. Joe Pesci or Robert De Niro? Neither. <laughs> I really, no, that, I, I really don't care for either. So that's that's going to be that is not an option. I'm afraid. I actually name a movie. Nothing name a movie Joe Pesci is in. Goodfellas. Never saw that. They're actually both both of them are in Goodfellas. Nah, name another right? Joe Pesci no. movie. I can, I don't think I've ever seen a Joe oh, Pesci right. movie. I think they're both. Joe Pesci is definitely in Goodfellas. Yes, and Robert, yeah, Robert De Niro is too. What what else would I have seen Joe Pesci um, in? Home Alone. I never saw that. What else? Oh my God. I know. You, I'm trying to think of, of a Robert De Niro uh, movie I've seen. Um, Robert De Niro's been in two, like just a ton of movies. I'm I know. sure you've seen a movie. Mm, are you sure? Yeah. I am pretty sure at least one movie ha- that you've seen had to have at least featured Robert De Niro. Could, like, well, here we go. Real. His his uh, The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never saw that. Um, Raging Bull never saw that. Um, Cape Fear never saw that. Oh, Awakenings! I saw Awakenings. 
Um, really? That's the that's the Robert De Niro movie you saw is Awakening. And I think I saw I saw Meet the Parents. That was terrible. Oh, okay. Oh. So I guess if I have to choose by default, it's uh, Robert De Niro because I've actually seen things he's in. That Let's see. Sucked. Joe that Pesci was, was in Easy Money. Uh, JFK, Lethal Weapons 2 oh. and 3 and 4. Um, also in Casino, Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen any of those. Oh, Casino was the one he was with. Um, yes, with De Niro. Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a really good movie. Do you know that uh, Joe Pesci has been retired from acting since 1999? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been in many things. No, he has not. Um, so sorry to, to blow up your first question. I'm going to choose Robert De Niro. Who are you going to choose, Matt? <sighs> I got to go with De Niro, and I think that Joe Pesci would, would agree with me. Pesci was good, though. I think Pesci's got a lot of heart. And uh, being in Home Alone, uh, one of my one of my top movies of all time. Like I think that he holds a special place there. But I gotta go with De Niro. The man is a legend, an absolute absolute legend, and continues to be an inspiration. So you know, I'm trying to not to get off topic here. I'm trying to think of other actors who retired, I don't want to say at the prime of their career, but near the prime of their career, and never went back to acting. And the only other person I can think of is Rick Moranis. But I'm just curious if there, if anyone out there has any suggestions, tweet it at us, because I'm just trying to think of any other actors who did that. That's the only one you can think of that... Other than Joe Pesci, yeah. Retired at the prime of their career? Or near the prime, or at least didn't go to, and then never went back. What about Sean Connery? Um, no, that's not true. He he did Finding Forrester. Um, well, we'll we'll come back to this. Hmm. People, it's an interesting. People will let us know. What about Nick Nolte? Uh, I don't know if he retired as much as went on a drug bender and ended up in <laughs> rehab. <laughs> Um, but I guess sort of true. Famous actors who retired. Ten most notorious retired actors. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Although, no, he's he's been in the Expendables and stuff. I don't know what they're talking about. That's not true. Oh, Gene Hackman? Yeah. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Um, Bridget Fonda? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they list Sean Connery. So, yeah, okay, all right. Anyhow, I didn't think Finding Finding Forrester was was all that good, but uh, he's no Joe Pesci, but you know he'll have to do. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, what else you got? You got another one? Okay. Um, next one is about food. Okay. Would you? Okay. Would you take? A year's supply. No, scratch that. Not a year's supply. You have to eat Taco Bell every single day for an entire year. Or you have to eat. This says from a dumpster. I'm going to change it. <laughs> Where are you getting these questions? It's like half made up off the top of your head and half on right. a sheet. Taco Bell for an entire year, or you can buy wherever you buy coffee is double the price. <laughs> I'll pay twice no, as much for coffee. I don't think you fully understood. No, I definitely didn't. Definitely didn't. All right. So you have to eat Taco Bell every single day. For all my meals or just once a day? day? Three meals a day. Okay, I got that. For a year. Every day for a year. Gotcha. Or whenever you pay for coffee, 
it's triple the price. It's now triple the price. It was double. It's now triple. I don't even That's get a pretty. Co- I don't even get coffee out that much. No, oh, oh, is the Taco Bell free? Yeah, Taco Bell is totally free. Ooh. Um. No, I'd still go with the more expensive coffee because then I'll just make coffee at home. I won't buy it at the store. So you would rather pay triple the price for coffee? Yeah, because then, then I just Taco Bell I would just make coffee at home. Here. I just wouldn't go to the coffee shop. You have to. Okay. Okay. I don't know. What about you, Matt? Would you would you take the Taco Bell challenge? I would. I guess I would have to take the Taco Bell every day for a year. I mean, they have a very extensive and and wide variety. Well, they have a varied menu. I, I not, like not three meals a day for a year. Triple the price for it. How long do you think you can go without repeating something on the Taco Bell menu? Three weeks, maybe. Well, if you're eating three meal, if you're eating three like three square meals, I don't think you'd make it past week two. Oh my god, that'd be not even repeat. But like, where do you get coffee? What's your coffee a shop? Year is a long time. A year is a long time. It's true. Um, Matt, where, where's your usual coffee shop? I gotta go. With, oh, sorry. I still gotta go with the coffee. I mean, with the Taco Bell, because my typical coffee go to. I, I go local. Mm-hmm. I go to some local shops, some, some real indie, some real like under under, under the radar places um, where I know everybody by name and they know me by name, and uh, we, you know, read books and talk about our plots to overthrow the government. Like some real indie. You're not like supposed to. You're not supposed to say that out loud, Matt. Okay, that's like the the real indie scene is what I'm part of. So, um. I also like Starbucks, so. But see, that's more expensive. Yeah, one the other. You know, if you're tri- if you're tripling yeah. a Starbucks coffee, that's pro- I go to Dunkin'. It's a two dollar coffee. If I'm paying six bucks for it, not the end of the world. Your coffee starts at six bucks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Matt, I don't think we we talked about this. I had my first ever pour over coffee. Oh, that's exciting! And What'd even you think? even better, I didn't. Because I know you're not, I didn't put anything in it. No sugar, no cream, no milk. No, And you're talking to no. the guy who like chugs French vanilla creamer. I drank a, yeah. just a cup of damn coffee. Wow. What, so were you threatened in doing this or did somebody make a bet with I, you? I was feeling bold. I went to a local, like a legit local coffee. They had like options of like you can get Colombian or Ethiopian. Like they were really into coffee and they had the pour over option. I'm like... I'm feeling yeah. into it today. Let's let's do it. I want to just say I did it, and they they made me a pour over coffee. It's living dangerously, man. It is, and I gotta say, Matt, I kind of liked it. You kind of like. All right, okay. I I want to take a break from this or that for a minute. <laughs> uh, screw the audience at home. I I need to know some oh. details here. Okay. This coffee experience. All yeah. right, number one. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk gear. Okay. What kind of gear did you make this coffee with? Was it a Chemex? It was it was a Chemex. You said it was pour over? Yeah, it was Chemex style. I don't think it was like literally a Chemex, but it was like in, in the vein of Chemex. Okay, okay. Um what kind of beans? What kind of roast? It was a, it was an Ethiopian. Ethiopian bean. Ethiopian blast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it had those sort of uh it had like uh, honey notes to it. It uh Ooh. had a little uh, ch- a chocolate okay. note to it, a little bit of a blackberry note to it. It was very 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 complex. It was a complex bean. I'm very fond of Ethiopian coffee. Mm. I've grown very fond of of Ethiopian um Urgchefe, Urg Urgchefe, Urgchefe. It's hard to Gesundheit. pronounce. Um yeah. And that's that's one of my favorite. It's got like real Real uh, berries, like real, like a berry, almost like a fruity, fruity notes to it. Well, that's the one that I had, had had very hints of blueberry in it. Very good. That That's what really impressed me was this is the first time ever in my entire life. I mm-hmm. actually like tasted stuff in coffee other than coffee. Like it was it was an eye opening experience because coffee tastes like coffee. It's always tasted like coffee, but this tasted like coffee. And I could tell different flavors in the coffee. Yeah. my mind was blown there's a whole world out there 
whole world out there about with coffee. Over the summer, I dabbled in coffee um, making a little bit. Bought myself a French press and tried to get a little fancy with it. Uh, experimented with different blends and um, there's a, there's so much. There's so much to the to coffee. It, it, you can just read books for days and days. Uh, coffee is amazing, though. Well, it's really like the gift from the gods. I am super so. impressed. I could not drink it. I could not drink pour over every day. I could not. It would kill me. I could not do it. And I give a lot of props to people who do. That is a in the same way. I could not drink a high end craft IPA every day. I couldn't do it. It's just it's too much and it's aggressive and it's no. But as a nice once in a while treat, I think I'm going to try pour over again. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Pour over coffee and IPA. Uh, yeah, most of the time you just a Bud Light will get you where you need to go, you know, or a Sam Adams, something a little more mild. And, and you know, my my Folgers K-Cups do that. But, you know, I also see the value in, in, a, in a more sort of uh, complex uh, artsy thought out food experience in pour over coffee. It was great. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun art form. I think that my, my Christmas list this year is going to be filled with all kinds of coffee things, coffee tools, coffee. Yeah. Gear, do you, do coffee you grind your own? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I grind my own, but I have a really cheap electric grinder and I would like to get a, my hands on a, uh, like a hand crank. So that's, that's on my list for sure. Nice. Uh, my French press isn't really the one I just bought um, over the summer. It was very cheap uh, and it's very small. It only makes one cup at a time and it's kind of annoying because mm-hmm. I, I want to make more. So I want to get a little, I want, I'm, I haven't decided if I want to get like a bigger French press or go for the pour over route. Cause I haven't, I haven't explored pour over at all. And I feel like I'm really missing out. I kind of want to just go, you know, it's like this whole big world is in front of me and I want to like get to every corner of it. Yeah, we, so. we definitely should put something on the calendar, get Dan Miller on here to talk uh, to talk coffee because he's a big pour over guy. He's got uh, all the experience in uh, all the different options when it comes to Jesus. Christ. You know, I'm sorry. Not to, I don't know. Can you hear the planes? I, no. I, I live within a reasonable Where distance of no. Oh, no, they're not in my head. I live within a reasonable distance of like it's it's like an Air Force base and they do flyovers tonight. I, are we under attack or something? My God, it's like every five minutes <laughs> and it's and, and they're like the huge cargo planes. I don't know if they train them here or something, but they they're always they, circling and it's that they might have heard. My, they might have heard my joke about overthrowing the government. Mm, yeah. Not the kind of thing you want to say out loud on the internet where people are listening. <laughs> um, but anyway. It's a joke. I just like good coffee and and I like going to these underground coffee places where we make underground coffee. Not like coffee underground, but you know what I'm you know, you get the gist of what I'm saying. <laughs> right. We should continue on with this or that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we'll continue with this or that. We gotta get Dan Miller on here. He could bring his trumpet, we could jam a little bit, we could like really like mm. Kind of have a jam sesh would be great. Mm, okay. So, moving on. Yes. With this or that. Okay. This one is a uh, housekeeping and chores category question. All right. Uh, all right. This or that. Uh, doing the dishes or cooking the food. Um, is it weird that I like both? Yes. Yes. That's very weird. <laughs> I actually do like, but I used to be a dishes guy and then I became a cooking guy, but I actually, I've sort of gotten in this. I cooked uh, dinner tonight. Actually, I made uh, a ragu, not from the <laughs> jar, but an actual ragu. Um, and I've learned that if while you're cooking, you're efficient about how clean you are and you clean up while you're cooking and you get into a rhythm of doing things. It's really not that bad. I don't mind doing both. I guess if I had to choose, I would choose cooking. Um, but I guess for me it, in this sort of either or comparison, the, the hard part about cooking is the prep. The prep is if it's like a workload issue, the actual act of cooking, I don't think is very difficult. It's the prep that takes for the chopping and the slicing and the shaving and the grinding and whatever you're doing with the food. Um, 
if you even if you can throw the, the grocery shopping in there with it, that's where the time comes in. Uh, I would probably choose that over doing the dishes, but I guess both is okay. You know, if you have a dishwasher, dishes really aren't that hard. Although I did run into the problem where I have a ton of nonstick stuff and none of it can go in the dishwasher. It's all hand wash only. Do you have that problem? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm the only one. Um, no, uh, with some things. I would say approximately 5% of my dishes and cookware is non non-dishwasher friendly maybe like maybe as high as 10 percent um most of my stuff can go in the dishwasher for sure but there is some really annoying there are some annoying things that have to be hand washed and i am so not a big fan of that i would i would choose cooking every time over dishes i hate dishes mm-hmm. hate doing dishes uh i totally 100 percent agree with you though um if if you do the dishes while you're cooking it, it makes it so much easier in the end but with, like with the with the hand wash stuff, sometimes you can't get to it while you're cooking right. food. And um, so, by the way, just a quick side note: as I was saying that I agreed with you on uh, dishes are really annoying. If anybody were to ever take like snippets of our up for debate episodes and take every time either me or you said the words "I agree with you" and then play it like in a loop, like. It would be a lot, especially because our show is called Up for Debate. You know, it's supposed to be debate. Uh, I, I, I've always had an issue. People ask about the podcast when I tell them it's like a hobby thing that I do. And, they, oh, what, what's it about? And I say, oh, don't panic. It's about we talk about the technology news. And we do that every week with what's the news stories. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and I do the show Up for Debate. And I can never describe what it is because we, we don't really have a theme. We don't really do the same things every week. It's just two guys well, talking about stuff. The topic is up, up for, for debate. debate and people don't get it. But now, Matt, you've given me a great tagline up for debate, a show about two guys who agree on everything. <laughs> That's a hook. That's a hook. People because they're used to people disagreeing. No, two guys. Well, we don't who, agree about everything. Just it's like 85 percent. Yeah. Have we disagreed tonight so far in our few this or that's? I'd show. Well, we've only had three this or that so far, and I. Because we both chose De Niro and doing the dishes, or not doing the dishes. No, I chose cooking. Yeah, yeah we, cho- both we both chose, chose cooking. cooking. We, we, come on, we got to come up with something we disagree on. No, no, we disagree with the Taco Bell coffee. You said you would pay extra for I coffee. Would. I, would the, I would take the Taco Bell. You know, Matt, we're just such different people, you and I. Mm-hmm. How uh, do we ever get along? Right. Yes. Moving right along. Okay. Do you want me to jump in with one or you're welcome to keep going? Uh, I think I can do one more. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, Your taste buds have dramatically changed. Oh, how? You can either taste. How did they change? I I want a backstory. Because because Sean, all right. You were, you were involved in some kind of radioactive accident. Oh no. Instead of getting superpowers, your taste buds just like drastically changed. Wow. You can either only taste sour. That's the only taste you can taste from now on is sour. Or the only taste is umame. I was worried you were going to say sweet because sweet is da- that would be dangerous. Yeah. Because um, you'd only ever eat sweets. We could we could change sweet. No, if you no, 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 no. Because I think umami sour is a little harder. Um, to be honest, are you aware with? Uh, are you you know what umami is, right? I I do the the savory taste. Um, savory or earthy is how yes, it's usually described. a lot of meats and mushrooms. sort of mushrooms is a great example yes. of umami. Yes, indeed. Uh, taste. Um, mm-hmm. if I had to, cho- I would go with umami. I think. I think. Well, okay, here's the thing, right? If you're assuming you can only taste one taste, does that mean you lean towards foods that have that taste so you can taste it? No. Or is it the other way? And from now on, anything that has a distinct taste, anything that is not bland, either tastes extremely sour or umami. Oh, so this is just about making your life more miserable. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which will make your life less miserable. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so everything tastes... No, everything's got to taste umame. That's because, A, for two reasons. One, sour is, I would argue, uh, in most measurements, an unpleasant taste. 
Um, and B, umami is the best taste. So for me, that's a that's a slam dunk right there. Um, is okay. is I think I read once umami is like the the taste that like has activates the pleasure centers in your brain the most or something like that. Like people dig on umami. I'm, is that true? I'm all, I don't know if that's true. I think I read that, but maybe I. Didn't. All right. Um. I'm going to go with sour on this one. Okay. I'll go with sour because as miserable as sour is to have every like that, you're going to eat ice cream. Well, that was my problem. Right? Ice cream sweet. is going to, is going to taste extremely umami. Yeah. That would be so gross with the temperature no. and texture of, of ice cream tasting like, like savory. Ew. Yeah, but it's that's disgusting. No, um, I don't think that the ice cream, Having ice cream and having it taste overwhelmingly sour, that's not much different than eating your sherbet or your uh your um like Italian ices that are sour, things like that. Like yeah, lemon flavored ice. But what happens when you eat a piece of chocolate cake and it tastes sour? That's gonna bum you out. No, not necessarily. Versus that won't rich umami taste. taste. No, in that case. I will I argue I'd though, see I'm gonna argue both sides here. The advantageous part of sour is if you're trying to lose weight, you're going to eat less. I would say, right. you know, it's True. a deterrent. You know, they have that um, the the paste you put on your tongue that makes everything taste bad. So you eat less like that's a weight loss thing. I don't know who uh, people do that. It's kind of like that. Um, and so you're not going to yeah. you're going to gravitate towards bland foods. Maybe traditionally more healthy foods. Uh, all right, let's go to the other route, okay? Everything either tastes extremely sweet or extremely bitter. I mean, I guess you got to go with... Careful. I'm just not a glutton for punishment. I don't like to be tortured. I'd go with sweet, but I'm not happy about it <laughs> uh, because I'm going to want to eat more. I have a theory here. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, expand it upon it a little bit here, all right? I, I've wanted to kind of uh, get this out for a while. Oh, no. I've wanted to articulate this. I think that bitter tasting things get an extremely bad rap in our society. And I'll go even further. I'll say in our Western society. I think that the flavor of bitterness, all right, is, is so often portrayed in a negative light. And we really try to avoid things that are bitter tasting. Um, but it is an important part of the culinary experience. And I think it has to do with the way our culture, our modern Western culture, like treats bitter, bitter foods. Like there are things to be avoided. Like you don't want your, for example, you don't want your coffee to taste too bitter. Like the, you know, uh, chocolate to be too bitter, but I think that I, I happen to really like bitter tasting things to me, the bitter, the better. Okay. Um, and bitter tasting food can be really, uh, beneficial. It can be a, a part of a, it's part of the cooking experience that we don't really appreciate enough, I think in today's society. So, um, I would choose bitter here. Just because, you know, your dark chocolate is, is bitter and, and I think it tastes great. Uh, dark, sometimes really dark coffee can taste bitter and I think it tastes great. When things taste too sweet, though, sometimes they start tasting like just straight up sugar. Like you're just eating right sugar. And bitterness, I think you get more of like variety, more natural elements. Is it like chocolatey bitter or is it like vegetable bitter? Are you eating like a, uh, are you eating like a bitter, uh, bitter tasting herb or is it like a bitter tasting cocoa bean, you know, like kind of very different, different tastes right there. It's almost like it's like bitter as a palate or as a spectrum would be like a wider range of colors what? and sweet would just kind of be like just yellow. Are you, are you, where are you, you had me, I was on the train for a while, and then you kind of just veered off the tracks, and. This is real, this is real talk right This is here. deep stuff. 
This is real. Um, yeah, man, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna surprise a lot of people out there. Okay, and I'm going to agree with you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna say I agree that bitter does not get the justice it deserves. Uh, but I would also I would disagree and say I think sour has a worse reputation than bitter because I think people value bitter, but. I, I not enough, but I think some people do, and people do eat bitter things. But I think sour as a whole is generally indicative of bad. Bitter is like special. Sour is bad. Milk goes sour. You know, things go sour. We don't like sour things. I disagree. I, I think we do like sour things. Uh, I mean, like people eat citrus fruits. Citrus fruits have a sour taste, like oranges and. Well, not so much well, oranges, but mainly, uh, mainly like lemons and things like that. People like lemon in their water. People like like zest. Yeah, but, but by the time you okay, but hang on though, sour no one's pack. sucking on a no lemon. Bitter no bitter candy except for the dark chocolate. Oh, not which no, is a very rare. Oh my god, indulgence. They need to make umame patch kids. <laughs> that's a really that's a legit idea. Yes. Write that down. Umame patch kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they taste like mushrooms. <laughs> Mushroom that's candy. awful. Oh god, that sounds like one of those weird yep. Japanese snacks nobody can really explain. I'm sure that the Japanese have like an entire aisle of, of umame flavored candies. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um Wow. Very deep stuff. But yeah, bitter bitter is very. I think bitter is very over. It's very very underrated, underrepresented. It could be used more. Sweet is so overrepresented. Yep. In today's world, I agree. Thanks, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, bringing sweetness. I think that's that might be right. Be uh, that might be where everything kind of changed. The the introduction of like highly processed foods. Oh boy! I may, maybe maybe for the book club selection, I'll make us read Fast Food Nation, and uh, we'll get really bummed out about food. <laughs> I've seen that documentary too many times. Uh, I know. Supersize me. That's a great one. Poor Morgan Spurlock. Mm. Think think of how you would look if you ate a year of Taco Bell. Oh, that would, oh, that no. would fuck you up. Um, Matt, yeah, maybe I need that one. I have the a, I have a question for you. Okay, and we're gonna stay. We'll 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 stay on the trend of food because I think it's worked well for us so far. We like talking about food on the show. I don't think we've done this one. Tell me if we have. Uh, Matt, cake or pie? Cake, cake. That was that was too easy. I don't know why I even thought about it. Was it though? Was it easily cake? No, I I have no idea why it took so long to think about that one, but it's definitely cake. You're wrong you're so no, wrong yeah no it's pie no it's definitely cake no for no sure crust crust sucks crust it sucks oh hang on crust is the worst part of the cake the oh, only shit. exception the only exception there are two is when the crust is made out of oreo or when the crust is made out of graham cracker okay other than that the crust is complete trash it Shut shouldn't up. even be there Shut you should just eat the filling you should just eat the filling right out of the cake look if you're if you're eating that pillsbury pre-made crust bullshit yeah i agree no good crust is fantastic also graham and oreo are the best kinds of crust but regular crust is great too the problem with cake what is the best part of cake the frosting the cake part's the shitty no. part the cake false. part's a shitty that part so false no it's not yes it no, is it's not nobody the wants the cake good part Nobody wants the cake. Yes, I want cake. Give me the cake. A, a great, the a, a great a high school teacher of mine actually once once said a very bright thing. He said, "Cake is merely a vehicle for frosting, and it is. We would just eat the frosting <laughs> out of a jar if it were socially acceptable, but we don't because that would be crazy. <laughs> we need the cake there for that. The great thing about the, pie is the whole pie is, is good. That's all frosting is is sugar. It's just and sugar that's why people like it. Cake. But that's what I'm saying. It's crap. And the great thing about pie is a pie can be anything." A pie could be a fruit, it could be a cream, it could be sweet, it could be sour, it could be chocolate, it could be vanilla, it could be anything you want it to be. Cake is just cake. There's nothing to it. Yeah. But cake is amazing. No, cake, cake is good. Pie is bad. It could be a red velvet cake, it could be a cheese cake, it could be a um uh, 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 carrot cake. It could be an Oreo cake. It could be a peanut butter cake. It could be a bunt cake. It could be a coffee cake. An angel it could food be cake. Angel food cake. There, there's just the you know, or 
an angel food cake or a devil's food cake. Yeah, but also, great thing about pies, savory pies, meat pies. Cupcake. That's that's not a cake. That's that's no, it's a glorified muffin. It's not. We had this discussion before. We're not doing it again. It's not a cake. Uh, It's cake. It's made with the same that you would you would go about making a cake and a cupcake the exact same way, except you pour the batter into a cup versus not. I don't, it's the same exact. Yeah, I wouldn't, thing. Matt. I wouldn't pour the ingredients of a cake into the my, the gas tank of my car and still call it a cake. Yeah, it's still a cake. Okay. Um, I, I guess we're just gonna um, have to disagree on this one because savory pies and meat pies, I feel like, should not even fall in this category because. Like, that's not even fair. It's not fair to put them in this. How's, it's not, how's that not fair? Not fair to do that. Because we're comparing cake with with pies. That would be like saying we're going to then a savory um, cake. Burger is a pizza burger. Like, no, well, first of all, there, no, that does make sense. A pizza burger is a type of burger. You take a burger, you put some mozzarella, a little marinara, boom, you got a pizza burger. But the, you know. That's um. Uh, anyway, I just That's like saying my favorite sandwich is a hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? We've had this debate before. Uh, a meat pie is a pie. It's got pie right in the name. Hot dogs used to be called frankfurter sandwiches. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm I got some holes in your argument here. I don't think they were ever called frankfurter sandwiches. I think they were frankfurters. Oh no, they were definitely all right. This is gonna get googled because they I know for a fact that they were called frankfurter. Google it up. Frankfurter sandwiches. <sighs> Frankfurter sandwiches. Um, oh, there's a song about Frankfurter sandwiches. I'm going to play mm. this. I, you can't hear it, so sorry. But Oh, I think I've heard this. They sing. Hang on. Oh, it was an old... Um, yeah, it was an old song in the 50s about hot dogs called Frankfurter Sandwiches. Yeah, they were definitely called Frankfurter Sandwiches. 1920s slang for a hot dog. Uh, fake news. Okay. Um, very good. Matt, you want another this or that? Yep, give me another this or that. Because uh, I think that was a good one. We actually disagreed, even though I think I had a better argument. Well, then... Let's see if we can disagree. Well, you're wrong, but let's see if we can disagree on another one. Matt, beers or beards? Which is the lamer hipster hobby? Craft beers or growing beards? Beards, Craft beer is lamer. Craft beer is way lamer than beards. And why is that? Beards are cool. Beards are super cool. All right. Uh, You can style beards in a million different ways. No, you can't. There is a finite amount of ways you can style a beard. There, there are lots of different ways you could style beards, and beards are just really cool and timeless. All right, they're timeless. They go all the way back to the beginning of time. Yeah, it's been done. It's all time. been done. It's all been done. Uh, beers, beers are cool. Craft beers, not really that cool. I can drink like Bud Light. I, I, if I had gone my entire life without ever tasting a craft beer, I don't think I would really have. It wouldn't really impact me that much. Craft beers are okay. Beer isn't even that great. Wine is better. And like a lot of other things are better than craft beer. Like beards. Like beards. You're wrong. Wrong answer. Wrong (laughs) answer. Here is why. Beards in a hipster way. Because you don't really, I would argue that you don't have a beard. You you don't you don't have the length for a beard. You got well, I don't know what no, you what you call a goatee. that. Goatee. This sure. would be a, this would be a big goatee. Yeah, big, a, a, a massive goatee. You have a beard. The thing me about a beard is kind of all over your. You face. need length. You need length for the beard, right? Beards are gross. They are disgusting and unclean, and I do not care for them. And they put all kinds of oils and weird things in the beard, and then they style them and think, oh look at me, I'm uh, everyone stare at my big fancy beard. The thing about craft beers is. Everyone can like a craft beard. Not everyone. What about 50% of the population who are women? They can't grow beards, I don't think. And so, but they can enjoy beers. We all enjoy beers. 
that that's what's great about beer. And yes, I agree. They overdo craft beers. It gets a little much with the triple IPA small batch. You know, it's 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 overdone. I agree. But at least at the end of the day, it's 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 a cool beer. You can hang around. Everyone can enjoy it. The thing about beards is they're weird and they're they're kind of gross. And <laughs> I just I don't like them, as you can tell. In fact, uh, I, need, I need to shave. I'm overgrown, if you can't tell. So, yeah, I can see that you you have a uh, quite the beard going on there. It's almost like, like yeah, this one. Right we basically here. look the same. Yeah. This is we should just rename this up for up for growing beards. Uh, up, up for growing beards. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that you like that one. No, I just up like the idea beard. that there's a show where they never actually grow the beards; they're just up, up for growing beards. beards, where all they do is talk yeah. about growing beards, but they never actually someday. do it. Someday, yeah. Uh, growing a beard is really cool. And I think the fact that only men can do it makes it even cooler. Cause it's kind of like a, it's our own thing. All right. Like, um, you know, there's, I'm trying to think of like a woman, only woman's cool thing. Breastfeeding. Yes. <laughs> growing beards is like our breastfeeding. Be- All right. Something cool that only we can do, and we have, we have monopoly on it. It's it's really neat. We don't Babies can't do it. It's pretty much growing beards and peeing standing up. So those I, are cool. I don't think we're being offensive, but if we are, let me let me proactively <laughs> apologize. You got we got to go with beards. Okay, we we do need to leave it there. Um. All right, Matt. How about another one? All right. Um, gardening. Yeah. Gardening or arts and crafts. Like as a hobby? Yes. Uh, arts and crafts. Like crafting. Yeah. Arts crafting. Things. Yep. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say gardening. Wrong answer. God. I want to hear your argument about You're crafts, so far though. off. Well, two things. One, gardening is seasonal. And I, I understand it's where you live. Some places in the South, it's not. But most places in the United States, it's seasonal. So it's not a year-round hobby. Two, things in your garden die. Your arts and crafts don't. They're forever. Boom. Yeah, but you can't have the... A lot of the arts and crafts come from the garden. And I would can. say... a a small fraction of arts and crafts come from the garden. Gardening is like man mastering nature, mastering his domain. I, that's I, what gardening is. But is that what you look for in a hobby? Like, uh, wow, I'm interested in a hobby. What, what can I dominate? I know nature. I'll get into gardening. <laughs> do you do that? Like I want to dominate the post office. I'm going to collect stamps. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's a good way to find a hobby. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to conquer yeah. gravity. I'm getting into model rocketry. <laughs> like that's pretty yeah, cool. Take that. Ground. That's, that is the best way I've ever heard someone describe a hobby. So actually that's a pretty good takeaway. Yeah. Like if you're not kicking ass with your hobby, it's a crappy hobby. Yeah. I'm going to dominate my kitchen. I'm going to get into cooking. That, that's right. My domain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's that's gardening is pretty cool. Gardening is badass. It's a hobby that I don't know if I'll ever be able to get into because I don't like getting hot and sweaty. And being out in the garden can get hot and sweaty. I always admire people that have really nice gardens, though, because it takes a lot. Well, yeah. I'll, it takes so much yeah. effort and luck, just straight up luck. I'll, like sometimes you have really crappy luck and your garden sucks. But if you like really put your mind to it, and work at it. I think your your work really shines through with the garden. I will say in defensive gardening, it is far more difficult than arts and crafts. Any schmuck, kids finger paint, any schmuck can do arts and crafts. Very few, I would argue, can do it very well, but anyone can attempt it. Mm-hmm. The thing about gardening is even just to attempt it, you need a minimum amount of knowledge and effort. Like I could just get a pen and a piece of paper and I'm doing arts and crafts. I wouldn't even know where to start when it comes to gardening. I had two plants when I lived in Houston. They lasted about three weeks and then I completely killed them. So yeah, that didn't go. Yeah, well. Gardening is, is tough, but it is, a, I think it is really a worthwhile 
hobby to have. I mean, like if if like the world were to go up in smoke, you know, and you had a, an advanced knowledge of gardening, that'd be something that's super, super useful to our post-apocalyptic society. Oh, I don't know. Probably shoot glass. I, I, you know, Matt, I might disagree with that. I'm pretty sure our future post-apocalyptic society, uh, the currency will run on uh, macaroni glued to construction paper. Mm-hmm. It will be an arts and crafts based society uh, is what I'm betting on. Anyway, I hope I'm not wrong. Um, that would be bad. No, crafty, crafty stuff could probably come in handy, too. I could see Well, because um, the wasteland's going to be so ugly that they're going to want people yeah, to really, it. you know, put on some some glitter glue and some some googly eyes. You can stick right on, you know, the <laughs> wasteland. Everybody loves those googly eyes. Got to turn that frown upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I got a question for you. And and mm-hmm. I I agree the topic mm-hmm. is a, topic yeah. is a little broad. So we may narrow it down, but that's okay. Sports, Matt. Sports. Oh, okay. Are they better on TV or better in person? Depends on the sport. I bet you could have seen that one coming. I and I did. So let's. It so uh, depends on the sport. So let's break it down. Baseball. Yeah, easy. Baseball is better in person. Wrong. Incorrect. I think I almost got like a aneurysm. <laughs> you, you freaked out. You legit, go watch the video version. There's, you legit like. There is no way that you just said that baseball is better on television. It is and, not. It is so not better. And Matt, do you know why though? Better. Hang on. You got to hear my reasoning before you assume that I'm wrong. Give me a chance to explain myself. If my nose just randomly starts bleeding. I, like you'll know His eyes just twitching. Inside of me. All right. The reason why baseball is better on TV than in person is because I can turn it off and stop watching baseball because baseball is the worst. If you're at a baseball well, game, you kind of have to stay. Your argument should not even count. <laughs> baseball, you're a hater of baseball. I can mute it and baseball, go do something else. You're a hater of baseball. Uh, could, I mean, if you're at the stadium, you could get up and leave the stadium, I too. Mean, I guess, but then you've gotten traffic and parking. <laughs> no, actually, no. In all seriousness, um, I actually probably would agree with you. I think the atmosphere at baseball parks is a little more fun than other sports. And also because of the times of day the games are often played and because it's an outdoor sport, um, I just think it is a better in-person experience than other sports. So I'm actually, I am going to agree with you, uh, but I did have to get my dig in on baseball. Baseball is great in person. Uh, it, it's all the aesthetics. It's the the green grass, the blue sky, but, the sounds of the ball hitting the bat. But I will say these it's the sounds of the the field and the crowd and the it's just so great. There's something so unique and and peaceful and amazing about it. But I make a turn like that. Okay, the, the clouds could come in and get stormy. It could get action packed. Something crazy is about to happen on the field. The bases are loaded. Things are tense. Like that's what's great about baseball is that just that that change that 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 overtakes you. Although I will say the worst part about baseball in person is the baseball. I, I really I have to say everything good about baseball in person doesn't really involve the game. And I get it's it's more about the experience of being there than actually being interested in the game. I think that all depends on if you're a baseball fan or not, which clearly you're not very much yeah, a baseball I'm biased. Fan. All right. But if, but for those of us who are baseball fans, it's there's nothing else like it in the world. It's just a great fair enough. It's a great sport all around. But it is way better, um, way better in person. Fair enough. Um and on TV, uh, TV, it's, but see with baseball, t- I think TV, it's still pretty good. Uh, I'll confess that I more often than not, when I watch a baseball game, I do other things. I'm either on my computer or reading a book while the game is on or doing laundry or doing something else. It's, just, it's very much something that's going on in the background. There are, um, you know, over a hundred games a year. Uh, so you know, it's not like it's it's a rare thing. It's not like a weekly occurrence. So it, if you're you know not tuned into every second, it's not a, a huge deal. It is a nice thing to have in the background. And I think it's very I, I, I think of, of most major sports, it seems to have 
um, minimal interruptions. Well, at least at least regular interruptions that you like. You know when they're going to happen, and they're pretty pretty normal. Um, and not very lengthy. Wait, did you just say like, baseball wait, wasn't very baseball lengthy? Wasn't very lengthy. No, no, no. The interruptions are oh, very lengthy, like commercial oh, breaks and things like that. That's fair. Baseball games are very lengthy. Baseball games are very lengthy. Of course, yeah. They and they can they can be some of the lengthiest games. Miserable. But what about? I would say football is a TV sport. Oh, purely, purely a TV sport. Uh, That's like the antithesis. It's like the complete. 180 from baseball well especially because it's, it's such a replay heavy sport like if you're in person forget about it i i would never i mean i would go to a football game live and in person but i would i i don't ever and i say this with all honesty i don't ever see myself purchasing nfl tickets i don't i don't think i would ever do that but i will say college football much more of an in-person sport than the nfl yeah, I don't think I would ever go to an NFL game, maybe a college game, but uh, yeah, and that's just a different a different culture altogether. Well, different crowds. I also think college. college football tends to be a little more because uh, the rules are it's a little more action heavy of a sport. You get a lot more long passes, a lot more plays that are more interesting to watch. Um, I would say that basketball. I guess I could really go either way on. I, get, I think basketball might be a little bit, maybe a little bit better in person. That's I was, I I'd agree know. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hockey, hockey is hockey's an in-person sport. I would say. I think it's hard to watch on. It's hard to follow the puck on TV. Hockey is very much an, an in-person sport. Yeah, similar to baseball. It, it being being at a hockey game and watching it on TV are almost two completely separate uh, events. Two completely separate experiences, really. Like. I think when you watch a baseball game at home, you still get a very – you get a experience, but I would say a watered-down experience of watching it at the stadium. Watching a hockey game at home on TV, you're getting a, complete, a completely different and lesser experience for sure than watching a hockey game in person. There's, watching a hockey game in person is, is awesome. It's just awesome is the best way to describe it. Like, and it can be any team too. I, I've seen teams that I did not even give a shit about. Like I never, I don't really have a hockey team per se. At, there, I, at, at different points in my life, I've kind of been Islanders fan or a Devils fan. Well, now you got to be a Capitals fan. Yeah. There are Caps fan. I yeah, kind of like switched between all of them. Uh, I was a San Jose Sharks fan for a really brief time couple years back uh it was really it was when i was a child and i had nhl 95 for the super nintendo and the uh i thought the san jose sharks had the most like badass logo because it had a shark on it fair the the the, the famous arctic animal the shark yeah it was pretty cool so um uh yeah so I, i i never really picked like a loyal team to like really follow and and study and stay with so I've been to Devils games. I've been to an Islanders game. Uh, I've been to a uh, Black Knights of the Hudson Army game. Uh, Army. And no matter what game I've been to, though, the thing is, they really get you into it. Mm. Just being in the game. You could, you could not care about a team at all, but like at like – Guaranteed, as soon as the game starts, like you're screaming, you're standing up with everybody, you're yelling for every hit, for every Mm -hmm. uh, shot on goal. I guarantee it. There's no way you can go to a hockey game and not be engaged at all. They do a really great job of of getting people. It's an exciting, it's an exciting sport. Yeah, totally. Agreed. Very exciting, very fast paced, very, very engaging. But not on TV. But really only engaging when you're in person. Yeah. If you're watching at home on TV, you I think you it kind of demands that you already have a lot of knowledge and and passion going into it. Well, simply being and I I I guess this is true. I would say this is true in basketball where the value placed in being able to see the whole court at all times 
I think is a huge advantage of seeing it in person. This is especially true in hockey. Following the puck is very hard on television. This has been a problem they've talked about forever uh, since hockey was first on television. And being able to see the entire, uh, what, rink? Ice, seeing, seeing, seeing the ice end to end where all the players are at all times, I think is something that gets lost on television. I think that's really important to getting a good grasp on how the game is going and, and what's really going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've always struggled with that. It seems like they've really tried to, to fix that uh, in recent years. And I, I don't really know if there is a perfect solution if it has to do with the camera angles or with the distance of the cameras well, there, there was or the, maybe they had more cameras. The or... famous glowing puck experiment. Are you familiar with that one when they did that back in the 90s? No, was... Yeah, it was called uh, Fox did it back yeah. when they had hockey coverage. They called it Fox oh. Tracks. Yeah, you remember this? Yeah. Where the, the puck used wow. to glow blue and then it had like a little like comet trail behind it. Fun fact, the way that mm-hmm. actually worked, they actually would slice pucks in half and they would put a little uh, infrared receiver and then all around the rink, they had um, a bunch of infrared uh, transmitters, and then they would be able to triangulate where the puck was based on the signal, the IR signal. The problem is because the puck was cut in half and glued back together, they would often break. They went through like 30 of those pucks in a game, um, and it never really Whoa. never really took off. See, I, I just thought there was a guy in the studio that was just really, really good at following the puck, and he had like a little marker. I bet today. And he just kind of like colored it in blue and was just like, just followed it everywhere. I I bet today they could do it a lot better than they did back then. I mean, back then they didn't even do the, like the yellow lines on the football field and that's all done with computers now. So I think that would be, that would be super helpful to be honest. I I would like to, to see them bring that back. Um, and that would be, that would make it a little bit better, but it's just the idea that you can't see the entire rink. Yeah. Just move so fast. Like, yeah. Being at the game is just so much different. Oh, I, I guess it's just because it's, I think it has to do with the acoustics of, of uh, ice. There's the, like very, very great acoustics in an ice skating uh, rink or a, uh, a pavilion of hockey. Yeah. I agree. Uh, all right, Matt, we're out of time. That's it. We're, we're done with this or that round three. Can you believe it? We did it. We did it. We chose this, but mostly this. Yeah, I think we chose a lot of this. Once in a while, that um, you and I agreed a lot, uh, which is always yeah. fun for the fans. Got a little bit of that in there. A little bit. It's just squeeze a, a pinch of that. Of yeah, we had decent balance. Um, and we'll definitely, I'm sure in six months or a year, we'll do another. We'll do round four. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this or that. Uh, as I tease at the open of the show, last week's episode was great. I also want to do a super early future tease. End of October, uh, we're going to be doing the Winter Movie League uh, is going to be coming up. We had so much fun. Phil, our summer winner, he's going to be getting his trophy. And we are going to... Matt, are you ready for a big unveiling? A public announcement for the first time? I'm always ready. Always ready for an unveiling. For the Winter League, we're moving to teams. Mind blown. We're moving to teams of two will compete. We're going to add a bunch of new players, and we're going to compete in teams of two for the grand prize. A whole new dynamic. People are going to have to work together before in strategizing on draft day. The team will share the money, so how they decide to do the bidding, it's going to be active. It's going to be exciting, um, and we're going to have some new fresh faces competing in the Winter League. We've got uh, 30 awesome movies. we got some big ones coming out. Um, over the next few months. Like I said, late October. We'll talk about it plenty on the show. Um, you can get excited for that coming up. That's our early tease, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. we got a lot of good movies coming out. A lot of great uh, things to bid on. Well, you know, over the last couple of years, we've talked about this. They're shifting more and more. The mainstream movies that used to be summer movies are now in the winter. Christmas is hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, March is hot. Uh, no, uh, Late October, early November is hot now. Um, where they used to be total dead spaces. So I think we're going to have a great slate. You get your Oscar contender mixed in there. I mean, we saw La La Land and Manchester by the Sea did really good things in the league last year. You have your breakout films. Winter, I think, is always harder than the summer because you never know what movies are going to hit. Um, and you always have some, like we had Get Out last time. You, you get some of these surprises. It makes for a lot of fun. So uh, keep your ears open for that. We'll have that in a future episode. 
But for now, we're done. We're going to be back next time with more great discussion. Uh, if you want more of the show, upfordebate.tv is our website. You can go there. I'm using my hands a lot. You can get every episode um, that we've ever done, the audio, the video. Just click on the archives. They're all there. Um, as I mentioned, soundcloud.com slash upfordebate uh, has all the audio episodes. And uh, you can search for Up for Debate on YouTube for the video. Add Up for Debate TV on Twitter or upfordebatetv at gmail.com is our email. We're going to wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see you next time for more great discussion here on Up for Debate.